Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Perception is Reality. It's your host, David. And today, I would like to welcome to the show, Maurice Williams. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, for being, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Um, no, no problem. And I like to tell everybody, full disclosure podcast, how we know each other. And uh, Maurice and I are part of the same uh, podcasting support group. Uh, I don't remember which one. Probably multiple. Uh, hey, that's I, I think I was asking for one of two things happened. Uh, Maurice had a really cool post and I was like, hey, I need you on my show. Or I just sent out a, a plea for guests and uh, he was one of the nice people that decided to respond. So thank you for, in either case, thank you for that. Yeah, d definitely. I mean, that's something I like to um, cross promote and, you know, I appreciate and it. Before we get into it, can you tell everybody what your podcast is about? Oh, my podcast is uh, about that action. Um, ATA just talking about self-development, self-promotion, um, finding steps to live, you know, live your best life and finding steps and tips to just, just, just to grow, grow with yourself. Also got a, um, another segment that's will be coming up soon. It's called, it's going to be high frequency only where I got a, um, a group of good men or good women that we kind of just going to be discussing, discussing monthly about um, current events that's happening in my community, um, in the community, in the black community, and just, and just, just overall, and things we can um, do, fix, things we can do better. And, and I got to also interview one, too, where I talk to people about they, their goals and their dreams and how they actually living, living their dream life or ways they can help with their goals and help with procrastination. So it's definitely about a lot of self-development. I love it. I, I, um, I love it. I do. I, I also try to help people in, in that way. Um, and I had a podcast with uh, Dean earlier, way earlier on about uh, the path, his path to success and about paying it forward. And it sounds like through uh -huh. this and giving the tips that I, I bet you're the kind of guy that likes to pay it forward as well. Right, and that's and that's that's definitely what it's about. And it is also also about I've learned, I've made a lot of mistakes, and I'm like you said, want to pay it forward, want to help people avoid their mistakes, or you know. And it's also about I talk about it, but also want to find ways. I also find a way to try to get in the communities and speak to the youth, speak to the, speak to the kids, speak to people as well. That's really awesome. Um, I mean that 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 is that is really awesome, and I'm glad that you're doing that. Um, I was just talking to um, Taylor Proctor. She is going to air in a couple. Well, she'll have aired before this because I stack them up. So I uh, so she'll have aired before this. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, she's a happiness mentor. And we were talking about um, Steve Harvey. I really like him. I'm a, I'm a Steve Harvey fanboy because um, I think he's got a lot of good messages to share. And also, right. And, and he said this, he's like, he's made some mistakes so he can help us not make those same mistakes. And that's why he's able to give such good advice is because he's been there. Correct. And has the experience. And I'm not saying that you've made a lot of mistakes, but I think you just said that. So you've got a lot of wisdom to share. That's, Awesome. Nah, I mean, I mean, I think that I, I think that's with with all that being said is is we all have made mistakes. I won't. I pay it forward to my children. I try to pay it forward to to the people I'm around. I and really and really the reason it is called about that action because I really want to focus on us people taking action, action in our life, action takers in our life. Like one of the, one of the biggest things I'm I'm big on is just starting. Like I don't even like. I was one of the one of the um, people that are, I overanalyze. I over. I'm very. I'm very perfectionist. I need to overanalyze. I need to do this, but I need to do this. Though I need this. I need the expensive equipment. And in the end of the day, none of that. I mean, it do matter. I, 
at a different level, but in the beginning, none of that matters. And you can really do just as good with uh, inexpensive equipment, what level you on as, as an expensive equipment. And that depends on what level you have. Now, if you're on a high, higher level, then that's something different. But when, when you're just starting out, don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about who's going to view. The first thing is starting, and the second is just being consistent. Everything, everything will come. Everything will come. That's an awesome message. I, I need you to know this, like, I, and I sincerely need you to know this. Yeah. I could spend your whole episode, that your time that you're willing to spend with me just on this topic. But I know, no. <laughs> I, I know that you wanted to talk about something else, which is, which. We could talk about whatever you want. You know what? I said mental health, but listen, I'm yeah, passionate hey, about all areas, really. I would, but that's the other area I would like to talk about. And so everybody knows, um, the, the, the listeners that have followed me through know that this is unedited, unscripted, um, just a conversation, and I don't prepare for it. And mm -hmm. I typically don't even like to know the topic, so we can discuss um, where my perceptions have come from, and, and I kind of try to represent like normal people or... Um, or if sometimes I'll pick the topic and it's because I've studied it. I want to know where like the guest, like they're the expert on what they're talking about. So where their experiences are and how they've come. Um, and, and mental illness is one of those things that I've wanted to talk about. And I've had, um, a, a person lined up to talk about anxiety, but the anxiety of being on the show, which I need everybody to know that um, all of my guests are, are awesome and, and Maurice, you're no exception to that. But yeah. some of the guests so far have come on and they've been incredibly anxious in the green room, which is the pre preamble part where I explain to people when I'm going to start recording and when I'm going to stop and, mm -hmm. and that stuff. Um, Maurice wasn't anxious about that at all, but some people were um, and that's okay. But this person mm -hmm. was not physically able to talk about, his or her anxiety, which I totally respect. And there's no pressure for that person to come on the show, but I'm glad. I think you mentioned you were going to talk about anxiety specifically. I mean, yeah, we, definitely. That's something I definitely want to talk about. That's something I've, I've, um, I've dealt with and I continue to deal, deal with it. I don't, I know it's, it's a, I guess it's, I want to say like, for lack of a better word, like a, I guess a spectrum of anxiety, like some, some, some less severe than others. So I, I can't even speak on what I've known, what I've been going through. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. And, and cause I would really like to know what, what that's like. And, and I'll, I'll say this, I have a small window into what it's like mm -hmm. and it's made me incredibly curious. Um, I, I talk about on my show a lot, uh, Maurice, that I have resting bitch face and resting bitch tone. This is pretty much, this is it. Um, this mm -hmm. is pretty much my, my attitude's pretty mellow the whole time. So I don't really, I'm not an anxious person. That's not to say that I don't experience anxiety at times. Um, but I'm curious what it's like for somebody who is anxious. But see, see the, the, the thing is, I'm, I'm my naturally, I'm very, I'm very mellow. I'm, I'm, that's just naturally to me. And I'm, I'm naturally anti-social, not like, not in a weird way. If you talk to me, I'm talk, I would talk, but I'm just naturally alone. And that's, I'm, that's my comfort. Even, even, even though I can blend in and I can blend in with, I can blend in when it's time to blend in. But naturally, me being me, I'm, I'm comfortable in just being alone and being myself and being mellow and being, into my music or, or um, reading or, or whatever. That's my comfort zone. So you don't, you don't have to be this, this, this very, I, th I think, but you know what? I think because I am some part of, I overanalyze too much. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things to be just, I want it to be like that. Then maybe that's probably where the anxieties and stuff start to come in. I, I mean, I just, now that you said it like that, I'm thinking that it got to be because of that. Interesting. Um, so this is different for, 
for different people. True. True. And that's one of the perceptions I think I'd like to share with everybody is that anxiety, it's a, it's a broad word. It really is when you think about it. I mean, we could look up the dictionary definition of it, but mm-hmm. it impacts people in a different way. Right. Um, for me, uh, I've not been diagnosed with like clinical anxiety or, or anything like that. I just know that I've experienced anxiousness. Uh, like, uh, for example, when I was at my most anxious, it would be right before I would go on the soccer field and play a soccer game. Okay, and I and I think, see, I, and those are the and those are is normals. We all so we all get those, we all we all get those anxiety things. But I I think the the issue is is hmm, how can I put it? Okay, so you heard of the the the, the fight or flight? Yes. So that that's really so it's one of those things where the fight or flight is turned on. When there, when there's no danger, you know what I mean. When there's really no nothing going on, there's no danger, nothing. There's no, there's no reason for you to be. Your heart should be. Is there none of the, all them things you're feeling when you go through an anxiety attack or a panic attack? You should not be feeling because that flight of fight or flight switch should not be turned on. I mean, I'm trying to put it in a little layman term, but it should not be turned on. So when you, so when you're going on the stage or you're going on that soccer field. Uh-huh. You have a little reasons. You have a little reasons to because you, the people, the, there's there's natural things in front of you that's causing it. And then once you get on the field, it it, it should subside. And then and then you get back into the mode and then you're good. But then I think the issue is when all that's gone, there's no reason fight or flight. There's no danger. There's the, then you get you get you get all of the the physical. All of the physical, all of the physical saying that you need to something, something's wrong. All right, okay. there's danger or whatever's there when, um, um, when, then there's nothing really there. Okay, I think I'm following you. So what you're saying is just, and I'm repeating this to make sure that I understand what you're saying, is that. So for me, I hit the. I, I'm about to get on the soccer field. Um, and I'm anxious, and then once I'm on the field, you're right, it goes away. Like. The minute the whistle blows, the ball's kicked. Like, yeah, cause that's your mind. You think you you okay? You probably thinking about what if the people staring? Okay, what if you know? What I mean, those those are natural. You nervous? Anything? Those those are natural. It's good. You get there, it subsides. Those sometimes those 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 things are good. Sometimes it helps uh-huh. you perform better. Yeah, it, it does. Then, it's like an adrenaline rush. Right. Then they subside. Yeah, it then does. You get off. So the thing is. And when I was having these little anxiety or panic attacks, there's no, there's no danger. There's no, there's no stimuli. That's where there you go. There's nothing, nothing uh-huh, uh-huh. there's nothing, none of that. There's nothing there. So I shouldn't be, my heart shouldn't be pounding like I'm running, scared or, if my, or you know, those yeah. things should not be happening at all. Yeah, you have all the same. So you're experiencing the same physical reactions with a heart, increased heart rate, maybe the flush, um, warmth that comes with that and then right just, yes just, um uh what's the word i'm looking for jitters jittery like a little yeah, jittery yeah. and right. then so for me i have the the game the soccer game or what i'm about to get up on stage or you know do whatever i'm talking in front of a group of people so what mm-hmm. you're saying is so for an a regular anxiety attack there's no external stimuli your body just reacts um, in a fight or flight mode when there's, there's, it shouldn't be. And that's, those are my, and that's for me because it, it happens uh-huh. differently. Those, that's for a panic attack because even like before me even when I, when I first started getting a panic, before I even got a panic attack uh, after doing research, I used to get you know, maybe like a week before I got the actual panic attack, I wasn't, I wasn't just, I wasn't feeling myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was just, I was just feeling, I was kind of feeling just, wasn't, I wasn't feeling my, I wasn't just feeling well. Then I, I get the panic attack. And then the mo- moment you get the panic attack and everybody, every conversation I've heard is, oh, I think I'm having a heart attack because it almost makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. You get the, you get the dizziness, you get uh-huh. the, the heart um, um, tingling, you get the, um, tingling sensation like almost feels like it's getting numb 
you get the you get the dizziness, the out of breath. You you get you get you get all you get all of that. So wow. it almost feels like a, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, so so the, huh? No, I was gonna say thank you for describing that to me because I really I mean I I never really knew what it's like and you're doing a good job of helping me. And you're using little words, so I understand. So I really appreciate that. I tell people all that. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm like, talk to me like I'm a kid, so I can understand it. Um, yeah, and I just think uh, you just want people to understand that it's yeah. just something I was going like. I've never, I've never. My I think my first panic attack happened in 20. I want to say 14, probably 2015, and it just like it really. I just started getting better around 18, 2018. So six, three years straight, I mean, three years straight was just, it was really just torture. Like I did, and I was on, and, and after doing research, I was on the lower, <laughs> the lower, I'm saying, I'm, I keep using spectrum more, because the lower spectrum of, of it, as I believe, I was on the lower, because after doing research and seeing what other people really go through, uh-huh. they, they, had it so, they had it so much worse than me. But I wouldn't wish that on nobody because what was worse than what's worse than the panic attacks, I was getting panic symptoms. So I would on a daily basis, I would get the um I would get these um almost like tension headaches. It was like it felt like my head was like it felt like my head was like about like the about the burst. It was like it just felt cloudy, like just literally about to burst. Like ever, like imagine I'm waking up, you go to sleep, you good. As soon as you wake up, ten minutes into waking up, it feels just tight. Like it got to the every day I wake up. Before I wake up, I I take a um a decongestant just just to try to help it. Like just just before I feel it, because I knew it was coming, and then it'd be horrible all day. Or then I or I have these. This heart what's that pulpit when it's tapping? Yeah, oh, I have yeah, palpitation. I have that all. I would have that all almost all day. Or I have the um, what is it? The the it'll be the the tingling sensation, tingling sensation on my arm. Like I would, these would happen all like all day. But the the worst was the head. The worst was it was worse with the head. It got to the point even with my um my my wife. That's what I said before. I wasn't. I didn't tell nobody at first, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of going through it. And after a while, she like, you know, so you're not gonna tell me. You ain't gonna tell me. You ain't gonna talk about it because I, I, it got to the point. I went to the hospital so many times. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? To see what's wrong, cause you, cause you think that's it. Then your mind start playing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. You think the cloudiness. Then you start thinking, all right, maybe I gotta. Or first, you go for your heart. You think you have a heart attack. And then it's not, they, they find it's not a heart attack. All right, so you, you good for a day or two. Then you, then my, then for me, because everything is different, like I said, I started to get a head tightened. The, 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 it was tension headaches and, and it was like really tight. Where I, I, then I thought maybe I had a um, tumor or any can't. And then you go get checked and you cleared. All right. And then it happens again. And you're like, damn, maybe that doctor, they may do his job right. Then you think, okay, maybe he didn't do a job right. Maybe that doctor didn't check your heart right. Let me go to another doctor. All right, you cleared, you cleared. Then a couple of days go by, it happened. This is in the beginning, it happens again. Then you go back again. And then you cleared, you. Then you're like, okay, now, then you go to your regular doctor. They say you good, you click. So it really it really starts to play with your mind. It really starts to play. It really, it really, really starts huh. to play with your Really starts to play with your head because you, everything feels real like the thing about it it all feels real but it's, it's not harmful so if you go uh-huh. there you check you get you get you get a full checkup yeah you're, you're basically clear but it's just it's it's, it's really something to do with your brain sending signals is and, and it, it was stress and you know because stress could do that to you too and yep. they do say stress and stuff can kill you and this and that it really can so it's send signals there and you think you're doing this and doing that. You think you're feeling this and feeling that. But you are feeling it, but it's not in a harmful way. It's not 
okay, it's not not the real heart attack. It's not this and that, but you do feel it. So, so your wife was a big yeah. influence there because she confronted you, right? Um, you know what? She 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 just <laughs> told me to speak about it more because you know you know what it is. I think uh-huh. after going back to the doctor a bunch yeah. of times, after going to your primary doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, several times and then going to the ER. I was going to the ER sometimes too. I'm like, maybe my primary doctor is not. And let me go over there. And so they, I feel like they was, they didn't, they wasn't getting it. Then you start to feel like, yo, listen, I'm telling everybody, I'm feeling like I'm about to, I feel like I'm about to die right now. I'm feel like I'm about to die. I feel like I'm about like somebody messed up. They're not checking because I mean you do hear stories where people go to the doctor and the doctor brush them off yeah or do a do a little check and then they go home and they die yep true because you you telling the doctor what you feel and they they want to they want to um diagnose you with something that just it just has nothing to do with it and then you go home and you get so that's where my mind was at i'm like oh nobody not listening to me then you just then after a while you feel like you're doing it by yourself because what what um what can you do? Because there's no physical. There's nothing physical. If I get cut, I go to the hospital. I get a band-aid. I get stitched up. I put a band-aid over, and I'm good. So it's nothing. That's why I said that's why the mental health thing is 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 important because these people. And I can imagine a person that's going through bipolar, and that's what really made me think. But I'm like, I can imagine a person going through bipolar, schizophrenia. You don't you don't want to feel any of that because I know for me I feel like I was losing my mind like I I really in and out like I said I was on a lower spectrum but for me relatively normal I don't you know what I mean so I really felt like I felt I felt like I was alone so my girl my wife my fiance my wife can't help me uh-huh. like I, like I was saying like you go to the doctor for a cut you can you can get that fixed but the thing is in your head. And you're going through that. People can't. People can't physically see it. They don't. They don't get it. But she was able to. Like she was the one. I, I think that what she said was she was the one that got you started talking about. Did did that help? I mean, when, she when she when she. she, she yeah. Oh no! It helped. It helped. It, de- uh-huh. it most. It definitely helped. I mean, it had to help. It helped. It helped me talking about it. I'm not going through it alone now. Now I can say, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. And did she ain't got. She's not looking at me some type of way. Uh-huh. Like, oh, man, you crazy. You doing this again? Are you crazy? This is, I was really going, like, really, really going through this. Like, it, it was the worst. So, and I can't. Why, wh- why didn't you talk about it, especially with her, your partner, you know, the person who's I mean, got I probably touched, I probably touched up on it, uh-huh. but, like, I, I, like she when she know about the the panic attack, but like I said, it was like the anxiety symptoms that nobody get to really see. Um, nobody get to really is the symptoms like I'm telling you, them little things. Like you, you'll get I get the the head tightness. It that'll be every day. That's not part of the panic attack. That's something else. Then I get the the arm tingling sensation. Then I get the shirt. Like I, those are the some of the things I was feeling on a daily, every day, every day for three years. Every day for three years, almost twenty-four hours, and it was dry. It was really driving me, driving me crazy. Like it was really like, yo, listen, I can't do this, man. This is getting too. This is too much. So it was, it it was that. It was not like I. She, I just felt alone. It was, it was, it was more so me. It was more so of me. Not keep complaining. Didn't want to complain. Want to, you know, you know, men. They ain't got, you know, we good. I'm mm-hmm. good. True. Fine, macho. We no, you're not good. You're not really good. You're not really. You really need to. Really need to talk about it. And yeah. How long uh, into those three years was it before she? I, I mean, confronted you as a uh, confront is a harsh word. So I don't know what else to say. But how long is it um, before she was like, "Hey, Murray, something." I want to say. I want to say maybe, maybe I want to say a year and a half. It still went on a year and a half after. I was able to talk to her about it, uh-huh. and you know, tell her what I'm going through it. And I started learning about it. 
I did that. I did a lot of, that's what I did. I started doing more research about it. I started speaking about it. I started, um, I started exercising. That was another thing too. I was just finding, I was looking online trying to find tips of how to deal with it. So I started running. I was like, is anxiety or whatever? I'm going to run in the morning. I'm going to burn all this, <laughs> whatever. I started running. You know what I mean? I def- and that helped? Yeah, running, it, working out, running. Distraction. One, one thing I learned about anxiety, um, it, it feeds off, in this my case, it feeds off, um, you got to be distracted. Like, you got you to gotta have, you, you overthink too much. You got to keep them, if you're distracted, you ain't got no time to think about. If you listen to music, are you working out? You, ain't, you, don't, you, should, you don't really have too much time when you're busy. You don't really have that much time. Even though it came, it, it did come at certain times, but I, I made it my business to work out. I made it my business to start eating better and this and that and doing, you know. But, yeah, hmm. it was. Why, very, why do you think you, you and, and I'm using you as an example for, and I know you don't speak on behalf of everybody, but. Um, why do you think you didn't talk about about what was going on? Um, I mean, I just think I didn't think people understood. Uh, you know, I didn't think people cared. To be honest with you, I didn't. And and then again, I didn't. I didn't know it was really. I didn't know it was a part of that. That was another thing. I didn't know the things in between the panic attacks mm-hmm. was still a part of the anxiety. Cause I got, I did get diagnosed. They wanted diagnosing me with um, just general anxiety disorder or something like that. I think it's called general. It's a regular one. My primary wound up diagnosing me with that. Um, she 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 wound up saying the stress. She wound up. I mean, she, I think she she kept drilling it in my head. Even 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 after her drilling it, drilling it in my head several times, I I still went to the hospital a bunch of times. I still look for. 10 opinions. Uh-huh. So, I mean, well, I'm sure like I there's got to be some doubt there because I mean, so um yeah, there was a lot of it was I mean, it was doubt. I mean, if I if you going back after your primary and after the ER, after the first trip, you go at least about 10, 20 times. I don't I'm I'm telling you, I've been from 2015 to about 2018, I don't seen ER about a million times just for for my sanity. And I think that's key too. I think as a person that's going through it, and I wrote about this too, if a person that's going, if, if you're the person, if your wife or significant other, whoever going through it, and you're the family member, you got to allow them to go through that. You got to allow them to go through that process. You got to allow them to go through that process. It's yeah. just not, it's nothing you, because it's nothing you can, nothing you can tell them. It's not oh, no. telling you have to let you have to let them. So when I had to go to the doctor a million times, I didn't care. Like you're not gonna stop me. I feel this way. I feel this way, not you. Mm-hmm. She allowed me to. She allowed me to go. She she came with me sometimes, just just to ease my mind, even if it was for the night or a few days. Yeah. So she was and supportive, you, which is good. No, no, she no, most definitely she was definitely yeah. supportive. She was definitely supportive. It's just. Yeah, she was definitely supportive. I think so, I, I understand what you're saying a little bit. So I'm going to equate what you're saying to what I went through. Um, mm-hmm. I've talked about this on previous episode. I suffer from a lot of heart problems. And at mm-hmm. a, I think like in my early 20s, um, had a pretty bad, pretty bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was a week in intensive care, but I'll call it a day. Um, after I was discharged, I kept feeling, I'll say, ghost feelings. Like they felt real, but they weren't there. So I would be in the cardiologist office. I would be in our ER. Um, and it's like you said, they were, they felt real, but they weren't real. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Sense and then like, like a little phantom, like a little phantom type of yeah. Because I mean, every little 
bump that my heart made or every little arrhythmia that it had or every little whatever was was made me nervous and I was like okay I gotta get that checked out and I was on all sorts of I was already on all sorts of heart monitors and stuff they Mm -hmm. just don't discharge you after that without back then because this was like 9,000 years ago because I'm like old now but um they had monitors that were you had to wear with wires all the time and I was very self-conscious about that and, you know, we'd be out at the mall and stuff and, you know, I'd be all wired up and I would do my best to hide it. Um, mm-hmm. So now they're all fancy and wireless. I'm like, these right. kids today, they've got it so easy. Right, right. <laughs> Back when I was young, we had to walk uphill both ways to school in the snow. That's how I feel sometimes. Right. But so that's, that's kind of, it's not the same. Actually, I don't know, maybe it was the same thing. Maybe I was just really super anxious about it. I don't know. But it did turn out one of my medicines was wrong, and I was in a constant state of bradycardia, which means my heart wasn't really, it was under 45 beats a minute. Um, so, I mean, there were times when, like, back then, uh, I couldn't feel my heart beating at all. Like, not, I, literally no pulse. Um, wow. That was kind of a scary time. But I think, and I'm not saying that to take away from your issues. I think what I'm trying to do is equate it to, like, I think I understand what you're saying. And it's helping me understand the process of anxiety better. Um, and do you, as somebody who suffers from anxiety and somebody who, if you don't mind me saying so, is brave for talking about it because I don't feel like people do talk about it, which is why I was excited when you wanted to talk about it. Um, right. Why do you think people don't talk about it? Because like, not only are you talking about it with me, you're like, I'm going up on stage. I'm talking to kids. I'm talking to people in my neighborhood. I'm talking to people so they know that they're not alone. And, and I, I, just, I know you didn't say those words, that they know they're not alone. But I feel like my perception, because um, we're on perceptions reality, my perception of what you're saying is you want people to know that they're not alone. You're there with them. You've gone through it. Most, most definitely. Most definitely, man. Um... I just, I just, I feel like, I feel like they just, maybe, maybe they don't know it's anxiety. Maybe they, they, it's a different word for it. It's a different term for it. Maybe, it's, maybe it's their cultural backgrounds where they can't talk. It's, it could be a million reasons why nobody talk about it. It could be their cultural. It could be a dare man. It could be they, you know, they a woman. They, it, it, it can be a million reasons, but some, some of them is just misinformation. Some of them don't don't got that information. Some don't know what is what is how what's what's to call it. But I, I do think I do think mental health is getting a lot more um light as of as of late. It's getting more a lot more notice. <clears throat> you know, it's getting a lot more notice. And um yeah, like I said, it's getting a lot more lot lot more notice. I'm and I, I'm personally I'm glad. I mean I know growing up um, as a Gen Xer, we still had a lot of harsh words for a lot of things, and mental illness was one of those things. Um, right. Sure, I could if I thought about it for a second, think about what some of those. But you know what? Even when we, even when I'm growing up, and I, I mean I was born '84, but I think even when me growing up, just certain words they used the. You know, kids are caught in special ed class or, or um, you know, these, these words retarded. I don't know if they even use that no more. It's like just certain, I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. I'm telling you, that, that mental health issue is real. And right. I, can, yeah. I, I, can, I can only imagine uh, 50 years ago, a person that was mentally ill probably got, you know what I mean? They they probably got 60, 70 years ago. They probably just, I don't, I, I don't even know. They probably got treated the worst. They didn't believe them. They probably got killed. They probably, people probably killed themselves. They they had it, they probably had it the worst. That's nobody true. probably, nobody didn't believe them. So it's, taking, it's, it's a lot more light on it now, but I can only imagine. Can you imagine somebody go 70 years ago? Because I'm sure they they've had it. What they probably did to, they probably misdiagnosed them. They had to. Or maybe the stigma was so harsh that people didn't talk about it and uh, it played itself out in the worst way possible. 
Um, I think that they, I feel like they got I feel like they got rid of the people, or they they I don't know. Well, sometimes, uh, and I, I this is <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because like I like to preface these sentences by saying, okay, everybody, now's the time to get out your official David Tinfoil hat. But back right. in the day, like truth is stranger than fiction, and right. I'm betting like these. If you really look into these insane asylums, that's what they were called. These insane asylums, just the weird right. stuff that they did to these poor people. They didn't know that they just they want to they want to you know take it out of them. Even if you ever think about when they was talking about um, witches and all that. Oh, they got demons in them. What would they do? They probably shock them or hurt them. And hoping it to come out, or even when the, you know the gays and lesbians. If you gay, you get you gotta shock it out. You know what I mean? They probably did some weird, some some physically damaging stuff. Oh, I'm sure physically they physically sure to, to 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 make it to make it go away. Oh, this gotta go away like this. So I I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine what couldn't imagine could not imagine. No, but I'm glad that you're you're willing to talk about it. I'm glad that people are talking about it and one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about anxiety so much is because my daughter um, has anxiety right and well my I daughter just, too that's the crazy part I just didn't I I mean I'm starting to understand it more because she's talking about it more um, and I and I'm trying to be supportive and it's just like as the family member I don't know what to do and I'm glad that people like you are out there and you're sharing your truths to help us all understand, but more importantly, to help those people out there that may be listening that like, you know, they have anxiety, they're okay, they're not broken, they just have anxiety. It's right, but you know what it is? My daughter was diagnosed with that too. Right. So and um I think that she and quite frankly she was also had issues with had some talks about um depression mm-hmm. and suicidal thoughts no she didn't do anything physical but it was just the thoughts but i think the big the biggest thing counseling does work because me and her have been going to counseling week uh bi-weekly mm-hmm. that, that helps um my my biggest my biggest thing because i str- even though i dealt with the anxiety i struggled with her feeling all these feelings either depression the um the suicidal thoughts the anxiety i struggled with her dealing with it because me and her were raised two different ways. Mm-hmm. I I love my mother to love my mother to death, and though I love yeah I love my mother to death, but we was raised me and her was raised two two different ways. My daughter, me 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 and her mother, we and her no longer together. It's my my ex, uh-huh. but she still have two parents. I lost my parent. I lost my father when I was a child. She I grew up projects. I had the New York Bronx. I grew up. I grew up a different way. I grew up. I did things in the streets and stuff as, as a kid and young and witnessed certain things. She didn't have to witness any. She she hasn't witnessed any of that. There's no child abuse. There's there's. She don't want for anything. She has her own room. She not. She ain't got to. We live in a great area. I got a great job. I finished college. Finished like so. That was my struggle. I didn't understand. Why are you suicidal thoughts? Or are you the for what? You didn't you didn't you didn't grow up half. You didn't grow up half of uh, what I've you ain't been through half of what I've been through. So why why are you? So I had I really had the I really struggled with that aspect of it. But as you know, I spoke to the therapist and stuff. So because it's different, don't don't doesn't make it insignificant. You know, they they growing up in a different time as they growing up in a different time as well. So we we constantly have to talk to them. We don't know what's going with them. It could be something in school. It could be something in it could it could be anything. It could be the girls don't like her. It could be this. It could be self conscious the way she looked. You know, as everybody you know, growing up in the social media, everything on social media is just from Instagram to Facebook is picture perfect just for the picture. And they and sometimes the females don't know. That those people, some half the time, the females don't even look like look like that. No, no, they don't. They don't. So I think, yeah, yeah. So that that aspect of it, we counseling. I would tell you to definitely 
consider counseling is, is good for you just to communicate because a, a lot of things she was feeling I wasn't aware of because a lot of times they not even they not really telling us mm-hmm. they're not they're not really vocal about some of the things that they're going through on a day-to-day basis or sometimes they might not even feel that we even care so counseling and, and talking to her and just really just letting her know that you you're there you're available I, I understand even if it's even if it may look, it may seem small to you, it's big to her. So we try to find, try to find, try to find solutions and stuff like that. But I, I get it. I know it. I know how you feel. And, and may I say that I just like the fact that you're talking so openly about counseling, and because I remember a time, you know, growing up, like if you went to a counselor, you were, you know, you were crazy. But of course, man. it's, it's and nice to hear you say like that you're you're normalizing. You're like, no, look, it's it's okay to go one and uh, two. It's okay to talk to somebody. That person is trained to talk you through this event. Again, I'm putting words in your mouth, so stop me if I'm wrong. But like, I just thank you for talking about that so openly and, and just normalizing it because I think the yeah, perception I, for me it is I, I don't you know, care. I can care less for anybody think or anything. My my goal is to 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 push my family forward, push myself forward, and um, give as much information to real information to people in the world as much as I can. Because a lot of the things, because the the world the world is 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 as a grown up you realize you grow up you realize a lot of the things. It's just like the world the world will say do this. And then they'll be doing something different. Like it looks one way on the internet, it looks one way on TV, it looks one way, and then it's reality. And then it's like, hold up, based on TV, I should be doing this, but in, hell no, it don't go that way in real life, though. So we we gotta separate what's real and was and was and was not. And I think the lines have kind of been getting blurred, and it's it's tricking some of the kids, you know. You know? oh, I know. I, I do. I get it because I, I, I see this a lot. Yeah. And people, like you said, they talk about the Instagram photo, they talk about whatever. And on Facebook or online, people typically only post images and positive things like, oh, you know, like I just went to, I don't know, fill in the blank destination, you know, like maybe like, hey, because Houston is awesome and that's where I live. I just had this awesome trip down to Houston and they post 9 million pictures of them having a great time. But in reality, that's the perception they want you to have. But in reality, maybe it was raining most of the days. Maybe they got a sunburn. Maybe they got attacked by mosquitoes because our mosquitoes are as big as vultures down here. You would Um, never know. Right. But you would never know because they don't want you to see that. Right. Right. And I I tell people, like, I I tell a lot of people this, um, if you want to change someone's reality, you need to change their perception. Well, and the crazy, sometimes perception is reality for some people. Oh, it, 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 perception is reality all the time. And it goes into uh, the tinfoil hat moment, but in Facebook, confirmation bias. So our news feeds on Facebook constantly feed us information that it thinks we want to see. So, you know, fill in the topic. Like if, if I'm searching in every ad as well. So not only if I'm searching like bottled water, you know, like every ad I see on the side of my Facebook feeds bottled water, but now every post that I'm seeing yeah. is going to fulfill that. Um, and that's why I think we're in such, if I could digress from what we're talking about for a second, that's why I think we're in a polarized environment the way we are now. Cause like it's, we're in extremes. And just to put um, a point on it, you've got the, uh, you know, all Republicans, and I'm being general uh, on purpose just to make a point. All Republicans hate all Democrats. All Democrats hate all Republicans and everybody's evil because they're only seeing confirmation of what they believe or what they're looking for. And it's not, it's not really the truth. It's just what, what you're being fed. Right. And that, that happens with, you know, when we're talking about anxiety or we're talking about happiness, but the, the, I think that's feeding into people's anxieties because everybody's picturing these wonderful lives that people want them to see, but it's not really the truth. 
So then people yep. start to get Most depressed. Definitely. You know, why aren't I like Susie or fill in the blank name um, or David or Maurice more. They, those two guys are not only are they two of the most handsome men on the face of the planet, they're awesome. You know, just right. speaking, speaking for us, of course. Um, right. You know, but people want it, but that's not necessarily the truth. So I think that plays into a lot of the depression we're seeing. Um, definitely. I agree. Most definitely. Hmm. Well, so can I, um, it, well, let me just ask you this before I switch topics on you, because there I'm just there's something that that I kind of want to talk to you about. Um, is there anything else about anxiety or having anxiety or that that you just want to share that you don't think we've covered? Because um, I, I really uh, want to thank you for helping people understand that you know there's the TV perception and then there's the reality that you've explained right. to us, uh, and so they maybe they can relate and. And again, thank you for normalizing the concept of going to a counselor. There's nothing wrong with talking to a professional. They're professionals for a reason. Right. I think for me is um just for the people that's going through anxiety, that it gets it gets it gets better. I want them, the people that's going through it, to seek help, talk about it. Um, find 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 things that distract. Find things that that get your mind off of anxious thinking. Um, be patient. Yeah, just 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 basically, I really want you, like I said, to talk about it. Find things that keep your mind off of anxious thinking. Um, seek professional help if you have to. No matter of fact, oh, just seek professional help. Continue to talk to family, let your family, friends, let, let them know. So they, and let them know ways to, they can, things they can do to calm you when you're actually going through a panic attack or actually going through something. And for the, the family member that has the person that uh, has anxiety, be patient with them. Um, listen, listen to them. Um, yeah, be patient, listen, and yeah, be yeah, patient, listen. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. Yep, pretty much it. Well, I pre appreciate that, and and I want to go back and talk about your podcast for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I um, asked you to let us know how people can find you, and I would like people to be able to find you. Uh, and listen to your message. So can you share with us how to find you on um, online and, and where to listen? Yes. Right now, I'm on, uh, I'm going to right now. I'm just looking. Oh, yeah. So now you can, right, you can find me on Anchor. Mm -hmm. I'm on anchor.fm slash Maurice dash Williams 6. Or I'm on Apple um, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can type in about that action. Um, my judicial should pop up. Uh, also, I have a website coming out. It's not even, I haven't got the domain yet, but it's on Wix. Um, so that's going to, that'll be dropping soon, but definitely check me on Anchor. That's, you can find me now or your favorite platform, like I said, Google, Apple, about that action, about that action. I got a series coming out. High frequency only, like I'm talking about stuff in the community, amongst a couple of uh, good men and good women. It's gonna be different people once a month, talking about highlight certain things that's going on, current events, um, and also I got interview-based thing too. When I'm talking to people that got goals and dreams and how to how they the steps they take to get there, the struggles they face, and yeah, definitely check me out. Absolutely. Soon, I think everybody soon, soon to come. Mm -hmm. Books, speaking engagements, <laughs> speaking engagements, putting out the universe now, and then you know, throwing it out there. Speaking engagements. I'm I'm available with speaking engagements. I'm def I got plans to do um, writing a book. Um, 
I really want. I'm trying to take over the world, man. <laughs> I commend you for doing that, and I think you should. Uh, got a lot to yeah. talk about. Um, I'm curious. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the high frequency right. only monthly. Like I feel yes. like your self development podcast and your about that action podcast is is I and I haven't listened because I don't like to know a lot about my guests before I, I interview them, but I always listen after, so I will. Right. We appreciate um, it, man. Favorite. Um, listen, yeah. no, definitely I will. share, like, comment. <laughs> I'm excited about the high frequency only, um, even yeah, though it's so. going to be a monthly. Um, I feel like that's so. going to be a really good one. Not that, and I, I, by saying that, I, I need to be clear. I don't want to diminish the other podcasts, but I'm really excited for you for that one. Yeah, um, you know what is a is is it's a series. This is a new series that I you see the conversation I'm having with you. It comes so naturally with me because this is a conversation I've, I've have, I have, I have conversations with just people, just family members, friends. That's natural to me to have a thought-provoking conversation, either whether it's about that, whether it's about growth, whether it's about financial literacy, whether it's about um, get, getting our families, um, um, breaking generational curses and, and getting our families out of situations. I'm, those are the things I'm passionate about or, or seeing things that's going on in the community that I, I don't agree with. So I'm passionate about that. So I usually have conversations, just rank conversation with a couple of people that I, I normally have conversations with. And I just said, I get them all in the room and we could have a topic and we could talk about it hour, probably for like an hour, hour and a half. And we're going to do it once a month. Ain't like um, popular type, um, popular current events and mm -hmm. talk about it because I, I want people to to they don't witness the conversations that I have with some of these other good men good women and the conversations I have is, is usually in privacy and car rides one-to-one -one. and I just I want to just put one to put that out there so high frequency is just I'm on a higher frequency these are older people I you got to be on a high frequency where you thought provoking and you trying to really want to make change and you you operate at a higher level so yeah i i um i'm really excited for i i'm really excited about that one for you i think that's a great yeah concept. me too i think so too i'm just so I'm when the do you have any of those episodes taped yet or that's the no, one that i don't have doing? no i got uh, exactly the 30th it'll be the first one i'm actually taped Mm -hmm. And I probably haven't finished editing probably the first week of first. I get it there. I'm hoping at least the, before the first, first beginning of the second week of May. I'm hoping to have that. And then what I really want to do is probably do like three of them. Mm -hmm. So I won't be no no lapse. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Three, so I, I can put them out consistently, but be kind of be ahead. <laughs> three. No, I I understand what you're saying because I record um I record about four to six weeks in advance. I stack up my guests four to six weeks. Yeah, so that's perfect. So when so, the new come out, they I'm consistent. Or if I miss, if I whatever happened, I have to miss a week. I'm I'm still good. Cause I'm, yeah, hey. I do the same thing to cover myself because um you know I want to be consistent with a week week over week because this show airs every Thursday uh, is when I drop. And I want to so make I sure was, that that I, I do that, you know. I want to do a weekly one too, but how do you, how difficult is that? Uh, I guess with work, with your life, I don't know if you got, you it's, said you got a daughter with your child. Yeah, I have two okay. kids. Um, I'm going to guess that they're older than yours. Um, mine, my kids are 19 and 22. Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely, yeah, definitely. So one's graduating college in May and the other one's still in college. He's got, uh, he's got five years more to go because he's in a, uh, he wants to be a doctor, which oh, I commend him for, for that life goal. There's no way I could do what he's doing. Um, and I admire right. him for, for doing this in his second year and he's got a great GPA and he's just doing stuff that I, there's no way I could do. So I, I commend him for that. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming your kids are, um, yeah, they're, young. yeah, they're younger. So my youngest is a two year old. So. Yeah, you're the same age as my nephew, um, my nephew Ryan. Okay. okay. Um, so, 
Yeah, no, it, it is difficult. So what I do is, um, and this is a, a little behind the scenes, behind the mic with David and Maurice. Um, so what I do is I will just, you know, ask for guests to be on the show like you responded to, and then I'll try to do two a week. Like I'll do one, like tonight's a Wednesday night, and then I'll do like a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and then I'll stack them up until I get about eight in queue, and then I'll give myself a break uh, okay. for a little while. Um, but I do like to have that cushion, so in case something comes up, or if I want to make plans, then I can. I don't feel feel tied down. So I do like to. There will time. There will be times when I'll cram a bunch in, like a one or two week period, and then I'll take mm -hmm. one or two weeks off of recording. Um, okay. Okay. So that's good. Yeah, so that that's typically what I do, um, but I know other people do. You know, that's just what I do. You, you'll find what works for you. But it does. I've got a couple days, like I said, uh, that I've got windows that are blocked. Um, but it's easier for me because I don't have young kids like you do. Right. Yes. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it, the age of the kids changes everything. Um, because they're just, you know, if you're not running them to some sort of practice or some sort of school mm -hmm. thing or something, you know, you're like, your life right now is is Uber driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, 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 listen, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I was thinking about that thing today. I'm like, oh, I feel like I, you know, I wake up, go to, you know, I just feel like all day, all yeah. day. Uh, yeah, I was uh, part of me is uh there's a debate right about how old your kids have to be before they get their cell phone and i don't want to get into that debate at all ever because you know you'll i will always upset somebody but part of me wants to create like uh, an uber app for parents like when your kids and your kids instead of summoning an uber driver it they summon you <laughs> right <laughs> you oh, just they right. press the button they're like bam you come go. get me gives their location you know where they are and they're like, yeah, and, you, and, you and the only two people that it picks up, well, maybe four or five, but like, like you, your wife, um, and then maybe like any grandparents or aunts and uncles, like trusted the siblings, right? Yeah, yeah, come and get me. <laughs> right, right, definitely. Uh, all right, well, Maurice, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Um, thanks for sharing your message. I'm sure. Man, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it. Definitely gonna have good book and I'm looking forward to hearing your speaking engagements and I'm really, really looking forward to high frequency. That's it. I'm going to let you know. I'm gonna, um, when you, you still got my um, Facebook. There. I'm going to tag yep, you on. Absolutely. Um, I guess absolutely. You tag me away because I want to, yeah, I want to tag you. And we definitely, definitely got to definitely keep in touch, man. If you, if you need anything, if you need me as a, like you said, another, another topic, whatever, don't, um, don't hesitate, man. Let me know. Um, also, when you when you when you drop the episode, I wait till you drop the episode. Then can I put it on? Can I use it? Can I put it on my thing? Oh it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I tag you and, and sure. You know, we you, know, you can put my information on yours. Where they can find me. Absolutely. Stuff like that. So when you, yep. when, what are we like? Uh, you said three weeks in. Uh, when this drop like four weeks in, five weeks in. I won't tell you. Let me go. <laughs> let, let me go to my. Uh, handy dandy guest spreadsheet uh and again behind the mic behind the mic <laughs> with david um i keep a, a google spreadsheet uh with everybody going on um so your episode will air actually may 16th oh perfect that's perfect because yeah, i had a so uh, I had a cancellation, so May 16th you're in. Um, so cool. So I don't know how I can put it on mine. I mean, I guess you could send it to me. Or I don't know how it works. I'll I'll help you with all that when um, when the time comes up. We can when do the time comes up. Yep, yep. I will absolutely. I'd be happy to to walk you through that and help you share it however you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely like to share. Great conversation. Thank I you, man. Appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate Thanks, and uh, everybody. That concludes this episode, so thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to leave feedback on the podcast, comment on this episode or a previous episode, or to be a guest on the show, 
leave me a message by calling 1-585-210-0240. Any feedback or episode comments could end up being aired in the future. I look forward to hearing from you.